Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, There we go. Hi. Hey, girl. Hi. Okay, so I, uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. Let's go. Okay, wait. I'm trying to think if we missed anything from this weekend. Other than the fact that, what did you do this weekend? Um, I picked out a bunch of gifts for my three-year-old godson. And it turns out I have no idea what to get a three-year-old. So I literally just got him everything I could think of. Of course, the gift that he liked the most was Mm -hmm. the only one that was not approved for a three-year-old. The one gift I remember <laughs> the age. Uh-huh. And like, as soon as he opened it, his parents were like, so you gave our baby a choking hazard. And I'm like, it says three, it says six plus. That's my bad. That's, that's on me. That's my bad. Yeah. That's we'll amazing. This. <laughs> <laughs> of course you like that one. That's exactly what kids do. They're like, either give me a box, like just a plain old box or give me something that is way out of my depth. Like, that's exactly how yeah. they work. I love it. And then he was just calling me across the room. He was just like, he would just randomly, like we would be talking and he's like on his tablet and then he'd be like, Tati, like with real aggression. Like I owed him some money. And I was like, yes, yes. What's up? And he's like, I'm over here. Thank you for that. You're awesome. Thanks. I see you. Uh, but it was cute. He was really, he was really excited. And like, it was so cute to watch him like open up all his little gifts and like, you know, like he had such a good understanding of what he was doing. So he's just, he, it was, that was it. That was really like all of my day yesterday. That's so cute. Isn't it great watching them thrive like that? Like It just, is. I was like, you're, <sighs> you're like a little person. You're talking like an adult. Like, what is this? You're three. But it, it was adorable. He's yep. super cute. It is. It really is. And that, that was like similar to my weekend with my family. Like it's, we haven't seen my my parents in a few months, so it, I just love that every time they come see him, he's like, you know, he's got new things that he's doing and new attitude, new, I always like, he's kind of like a, raising a, they always tell you raising a kid's like raising an animal, kind of, so he's got new tricks kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, show him this. Go ahead. Show him. Show him how you do it. I'll so, a treat. <laughs> so... Yeah, he had like all these new things he was showing them and he was excited. And so my favorite part, though, was definitely bedtime. And so we always have the routine and then we always have um, story time right before um, he goes to sleep. So it was nice to have my parents reading him his stories instead of us. That's awesome. So I was like, it's so sweet. He's doing it. And, you know, it's nice, you know, when you read to them, you know, making sure that they understand, like, look at the animals and look at the colors and like all that and having my parents do that for him. And I was like, it's so sweet watching you guys do this. And because it's, oh, yeah. I also taught my nieces how to make like breakfast this morning, Ooh, like which... eggs and like potatoes and some like turkey sausages, like from scratch. Oh, so that was really fun. That was the first time we've done anything like that together. And I was just like, I miss them so much, but it was really great. That's so cool. Did you guys do it over like an Echo or like, how did you do it? We have iPhones, so we use FaceTime. Oh, okay, cool. I love it. Wow, you didn't have to snap on me like that. <laughs> I didn't realize that I had truly gotten like that Apple like superiority complex when I got this phone, but I did. I did. It, it is real. 
it's like the second the phone touches your hand, you're like, and I am now better than everyone. But it's it's bizarre. Sorry. So I apologize for that. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So I'm really excited. Um, I love family stuff. And then my mom just told me that my grandma got her new phone. So they can now see her on the Echo that I got her. I got her one of the, you know, this Echo screens. So yeah. I'm really excited that I can now see her a little bit better and she'll be able to hear. I'm hoping to get the thing set up so that she can see the words on the screen. And mm. that way she'll know what we're saying and she'll be able to see the baby now. I can call her now. Um, I usually call her every week, but on the phone. And our conversations can't really last that long because it, after a while, it's like she really can't hear me. So, yeah. But I love it. I love family time. We spent some good family time this weekend. Yay. Good. Look at us. So um, let's get going. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Hello, people of the podcast world, indie podcast world, small time podcast world, world in COVID world, pandemic world, getting back to normal, vaccinated world, all the world, some of the world. I don't know, whatever world you live in right now, if you're inside the house, outside the house. Oh, and I didn't even know what was going on because I've been avoiding the news since uh, the elections. Um, sorry to hear about Texas. I did not know all the crazy that was going on until just actually yesterday. And I'm Yeah, they've been dealing with some terrible weather, frozen pipes, no electricity. People have been freezing to death, like in their homes, outside of their homes. Um, you know, not only that, but I think what makes me even angrier is the fact that like some of the people have started to get their power bills with their electricity bills and they're thousands of dollars. Like, can you imagine not having power and almost dying and still having to pay like a ten to $15,000 power bill? Because My brother decided, is saying that this morning. Yeah, because they decided like, you know, like in 2003, I think, or 2000, something like that. But they decided to privatize their um, electricity. Like they, they were like, oh, we're gonna privatize all this. And now these these three rich people are gonna make all the money off of this. We don't need the government interfering in this. And then here we go, here we go. And this is why you cannot let rich people dictate everything in the world because people are literally dying because of their greed because mm -hmm. they chose not to winterize their power plants. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's because, um, what do they call those? The big gigantic, Fan things. I have no idea. Windmills? <laughs> they're not windmills, but they're like electricity ones, um, okay. turbines or something like that. Hmm. Um, they, they were saying, oh, well, the reason why is because they were failing because they were frozen. Mm. And it's like, you know that they have those in like the Midwest where it's cold like that all the time and that doesn't happen. Like you're full of shit. Um, you guys chose not to winterize and prepare because you don't want to spend that money because typically Texas does have very mild winter. So anyway, yeah, the people in Texas are going through so much right now because of basically corporate greed and yeah. you know there's that whole Ted Cruz thing and it's just a lie I just feel so bad for all those people who are stuck without power hungry there was a man who was found dead in his recliner he oh froze to death like it's it's so bad I feel awful for them yeah it's 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 horrible horrible I mean if anything if if anything the last few years has taught us anything is that meme that went around or someone tweeted that someone did and it was like America is just a third world country with a Gucci belt on pretty much yeah what it is we actually have more power outages than some third world countries okay i i, I totally but, believe that 
they said because when our electrical system was built, it was actually done in like the like 40s and 50s, mm -hmm. and it wasn't designed to last this long. Like we should have redid it like 20 plus years ago. So really? every year we're like hoping. <laughs> really, unfortunately, that's that's crazy. I never knew that um, about our electrical grid, but that totally makes sense. And it totally makes sense the whole privatization of everything and the fact that someone doesn't want to upgrade our system because someone's trying to save money and keep other people rich. I mean, why not? Why, why upgrade it when, um, so-and-so is getting rich, right? The same three, three, what is it? Trillionaires or billionaires in the world. I don't know, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, um, we are here with episode 25 of the Ebenistas. Uh, as always, I am Jabby and I have my gorgeous co-host. Doreen. Hey. <laughs> Today, we are starting off March 2021 with a look into mental disorders. Yay. Yay. And I know, Doreen, I know you are probably looking at me like, damn it, Jabby, why are you so excited? But, you know, I'm always excited for the unusualness of the world. So, um, you know, that's just kind of how I roll. So actually, Doreen, before we get started, I have a really important question for you. Go ahead. What's up? So you know the new Cardi B song? If it's up, then it's up, then, then it's, it's up, up, then, up, up, up. then it's stuck. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. What Cardi B is saying. Girl, yeah. I have no idea what that song. I have stopped trying to make sense of rap songs. I just enjoy the beat and just dance and bop to it, but I do not try to find like a cohesive line of thought. Like that up and it's up. I'm I'm gonna guess she's talking about like money financial situations um hmm. but I honestly do not know but I know there's a little controversy because they're saying that she actually stole that song from someone else so like they're going to court over it to hold it what like from another rapper or just someone um that like like someone wrote it they're saying someone else wrote it and like presented it to her and then she kind of stole it or something like oh that. Like, no allegedly allegedly mm -hmm. well oh well that's crazy okay, um so i just looked it up and in an interview she explained what it meant she said that her husband <laughs> says this all the time whenever he's taking a poop and it won't come out he'll be like it's just up and it's stuck and so she made a song about it how does that make you feel? We're going to a commercial right now. If you told me just last year that I would be writing, producing, editing, and losing sleep in the best way for my own podcast, I'd give you a high five for having quite the imagination. But surprise, here I am and with one of my best friends doing the thing. I'm sure my co-host would agree that trying out different ways of recording has been quite the adventure, especially when it comes to having guests on the show. But I think we hit the jackpot with Squadcast. Squadcast is leading the way with an easy to use platform that allows you and your guests to record studio quality shows locally on separate tracks, which then automatically upload to the Squadcast cloud. Your recordings can then be easily downloaded directly in your chosen format. You can visit ebonistas.com on our sponsor page and click that cute Squadcast symbol to get started. This is a win-win for Doreen and I. The studio quality recordings are music to our ears and avoiding all the plugins and plugouts and recording on separate tracks saves us so much time and energy. So upgrade your podcast game and give Squadcast a go. Our link via ebonistas.com will hook you up with a seven day free trial. Happy recordings. 
So that's exactly how it made me feel. Like I needed to cut off and go to a whole ass commercial. And we need to move on with this podcast because like, that's so stupid. I mean, other than the other stupid things that people make songs about, I mean, it's really dumb, but whatever. So um, in true Ebenista fashion, I found a quiz. And of course, in relation to our show today, it was like, are you a psychopath or a sociopath or have traits of, and it's 30 questions really quick. And I did mine and no, I am not a psychopath or a sociopath, although I'm sure some people would disagree. Um, <laughs> Doreen, did you take it? I put the link in there. So I just took it and I was concerned about how many yeses I had, but overall, yeah, no, I am not <laughs> a psychopath or a sociopath. Although I will say the ones that I did say yes to were psychopaths, which is a little concerning, but. <gasps> which which is what question was it that you said yes to that you were like, um, I might have a problem. Um, it was <laughs> Some of them I will not talk about on this podcast. Um, but it was just like, did you, like, basically there was one that was like, did you get in trouble a lot as a kid? Like, and I was oh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was another one that was like, are you very impulsive? <laughs> very much so. Do you lack realistic long-term goals? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking do. Um, so <laughs> it's just, those were all psychopathic, psycho, psychopath? psychopathic. Yeah. Okay. I was right. Um <laughs> So I also found out recently there's a word that I don't know how to say properly. And I said it so badly that I actually tripped up one of my friends who's an English teacher. And he was like, you messed up so bad. I don't even know how to say it. So <laughs> if it is, if you are being anonymous, how would you like conjugate that word? Like give, give me another version of it. I don't know. If you are practicing the act of being anonymous. Anonymity. Here's how I say anonymity and anonymity. I just can't. It literally, I had to look it up and say anonymity. Even now it's a struggle, but yeah, (laughs) I I don't, I don't blame you. I had, I, before I got, I nailed it. I I tripped over it. So I don't blame you at all in any capacity. (laughs) We are both not psychopaths or sociopaths. So that's a plus for all of you listening. Thank you. I like it. I mean, I would, I would, I would think so because we show way too much empathy anyways. Like we're, we're way too emotional anyways. So there's like a big clue right there. (laughs) I was talking to my brother the other day and he was like, one thing that I do not understand about women is this like ability that they have to cry over like TV and like things that they know aren't real. And I'm like, because I was telling him I was watching the show and the mom was diagnosed with MS and like watching her process that and her children I just I cried every episode and I was just like mm-hmm. it's a comedy the show is a comedy and I and he was just like but why like you know it's not real I'm like because they built like they make you care about them and they're going uh-huh. through something like I that's why I don't watch this is us I refuse to watch that show that oh, I show, watch it you're not gonna get no more tears out of me that's it I have cut that show off that's it no more Listen, as much as that show has some tearful moments and some precious moments, it definitely has its moments where you're just like, I fucking hate this character. Get rid of them right now. What a dumb choice that character made. Like, could they make this any dumber? It's definitely. I definitely have a character on there that I'm like, I hate her so much. And yeah. Who that is? Kate. Oh, yeah. She's awful. She's 
absolutely annoying. Definitely like cry about it and blame everyone else for my issues instead of there comes a point, Kate, when you need to take responsibility for yourself. Apparently not. So uh, quick quiz, just FYI, you know, just wanted to add that in there. So Miss Doreen, why don't you start us off? So I do want to go back to something that you said in the introduction and you were saying how you're like, I'm looking at you weird because you like the unusualness of the world. I really am attracted to a lot of this kind of like the stuff that people don't want to talk about, like those conversations. And Mm -hmm. I feel like mental health and mental illnesses are one of those things that a lot of people tend to shy away from, despite the fact that so many people that we know and love suffer Mm -hmm. from them. Um, And we've all literally watched Kanye West go through all of this with his mental illness. And for everybody, you're laughing, you're joking, but you're watching it. Like you get to Mm -hmm. see it firsthand how destructive a mental illness can be, especially when you're not treating it. And it's it's, now he's going through divorce and everything else. But um, there have been quite a few people recently that have started talking about um, this personality disorder. And Mm -hmm. if you are a fan of Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie, you would have actually have already been introduced to this disorder in Girl Interrupted. Um, So it's borderline personality disorder. That's this one is actually one of my favorites to talk about because it's so it's it's not really talked about a lot, but a lot of people suffer from it. And in my head, I always thought that borderline personality disorder was when you're like stuck, well, you tend to adopt other people's personalities instead Mm -hmm. of having your own, but that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So have you ever met anyone with borderline personality disorder? I probably have, um, and I just didn't know it. Um, I definitely... I want to say definitely by middle school, I definitely think I know and can think of the person that I had probably, probably maybe had this disorder and definitely throughout high school, my teen years can think of a couple people that may have had this, um, had certain, this disorder or something similar to it. So yeah. So in doing this research, I realized that someone I know really well probably suffers from this. I I always wondered, like, what do they have? Like, they have something, but, you know, I'm not a trained professional, so I couldn't figure it out. So let's talk about what this actually looks like. Um, So it's a fear of abandonment, unstable relationships. And when I say a fear of abandonment, I don't mean just like, oh, I hope you don't leave Mm me. Like, they go out of their way to try to keep people close. They may buy them things. They may move them in. Um, really quickly, they may start dating really fast, but like, and they hold on really, really close, but they end up with unstable relationships because no matter what they believe that person is, they will quickly fall out of love. Almost, I mean, within a couple of weeks, they'll be like, this is not what I thought it was. And I don't want this and I'm not happy. And they're not what they said they were. I just don't want to be here. And then we go back to that fear of abandonment. So if they try to break up with them, they'll do whatever it takes to pull them back in. And then they'll keep on doing the cycle. Um, Wait, so I really, really like you. I want mm-hmm. you. You're amazing. I hate you, but don't leave me yet. Yes. Come back. I need you. Yep. I love you. I hate you. Don't yep. leave me yet. Okay. Like you are not allowed to leave me. How dare you? You can't leave me. Don't be like everybody else. Like it's a whole thing and it's really, really toxic. Um. But in terms of how they are, not not just how they relate to other people, they have a really unclear or shifting 
self-image. So they may feel really good about themselves. Like, damn, I look good today. And the next day be like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm ugly. I need to lose weight. I needed this. They just, it'll keep on shifting back and forth every day. It'll be like, you know, like you never know who you're going to get that day. You either get the overly secure or Mm -hmm. the completely insecure person. Um, They will also have like impulsive or self-destructive behaviors. Like um, some people may Mm self-harm. Other people will have a lot of promiscuous sex, unprotected take no real like way to protect themselves from things or to like keep themselves from harming themselves like they may um, do a lot of drugs they may do a lot of alcohol pill popping they may shoplift not because they need to just because it's just that thrill for them like Hmm. taking yeah um they also have extremely extremely emotional like mood swings they will go from now crying (laughs) screaming angry yelling to boohoo crying or just sobbing just like I'm just so hurt and and I've I've literally have seen this happen and it is really like whoa are you okay like I it's just so crazy to me anyway just realizing what's been happening is just intense um they have feelings of emptiness back to the whole you know you can't leave me stuff explosive anger so they'll be fine and then they'll just explode on you for the slightest thing like we're talking about going off, trying to beat you up. Maybe they get physically, you know, violent. It's it, it's oh bad. God, no. it, get, it can get bad. And then just to, as a little icing on that cake for borderline personality disorder, they are also <laughs> extremely suspicious of everyone. Others are paranoid. They think about what you're trying to do to them. And th- there has to be a secret motive. You're not just being nice to me for no reason. You must want something. You must. So just add a little paranoia just to kind of seal the deal. You said like icing on the cake and I imagined like this layer of like all the things you talked about, like each one has a different, has a different like flavor or type of layer on yeah. like a cake. And then just like the pea like drawn on as the little icing. And I was like, oh, that's, that might be actually a decent cake if you put the right layers together. Like if they taste really good together, that might be like that one person that you just can't get enough of. And it's like the right the kind right, of crazy, perfect you know what I mean? <laughs> like ooh, she kind of sweet Ooh, I love that kind of crazy the good thing I think is that this is it's treatable you know you can treat it once but it's hard yeah. to diagnose most people if you're suspicious of everyone you're not really going to be inclined to go and get therapy and go get help yeah and then it also you? tends to go hand in hand with like depression bipolar disorder substance abuse eating disorders anxiety disorders so once you treat them all or one or the other, then things start to kind of get better. So if you or someone you know is suffering from, what was this called? Borderline personality disorder. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. You know what, what thing you're on today. <laughs> it's been a long few hours. <laughs> Did you ever watch Girl Interrupted? Did you, have you seen that movie? Of course, please. That's like teenage jabby. I own that movie. <laughs> that is definitely a I think I watched movie. it once and that was about it mm. once no girl no that is a multiple multiple times um I love um Angelina Jolie in that she's um I think was that the first movie that I saw her in I can't remember but I know that introduced me to um the girl that plays um in Handmaid's Tale Olsen? Um, I, no, I no, think no. So. she's the cousin like, of, mm, 
But yeah. you know him talking about, right? It's the main girl. Um, but yeah, she, she's um, she's really good in that one too as well. And then Brittany, is it Brittany Murphy that plays the girl with the yeah. Yeah. black hair? Yeah. And she's the chicken girl. <laughs> and she's like, why do you have all these chickens? All the chicken under the bed. <laughs> oh, that was sad. That was a sad one. But great movie. Definitely. Um, I have the book. I haven't read it yet, though. Um, so the next part that um, we have, and uh, this one definitely is quite interesting. And I think this is my favorite part. Yeah. Because we both did research and we ended up with two different places. I'm really excited about this. We ended up with a lot of different places. And I thought this was going to happen because I've looked it up before and I thought I knew some things and facts. And then I looked it up again and I was like, I guess I don't know what's happening. I Things are always evolving, I guess. So we are going to be taking a look at sociopath versus psychopath versus narcissist, which is, I thought it was weird that we, that we separated as a narcissist because narcissists sometimes play into um, someone who's a psychopath and sociopath. Um, it's a trait that can be found yeah. in both, but and it also could be completely separate. So, hey, have at it. So let's start at creation, right? So, so was it nature versus right. nurture? For most things. So um psychopaths. Um the question is are the are people who are psychopaths are they born or are they made? I say psychopaths are born. I always thought said that too. And that's because I that's what I've learned before as well. But then I went online and I found this research that said basically both said both. And I was kind of confused and I was like, how is this possible? But it's okay. So, you know, I'm who am I to say no? Um, there's research that that will backs up pretty much everything, and I'm not a doctor. So, you know what? I present to the fellow listeners both <laughs> do your own research. So, what about sociopaths? Do you think that they are born or created? Um, Everything I saw most, actually, I'm not everything. Most of what I saw said they were um, made. I agree. I think that they are created. Okay, cool. Then we're on the same page. (laughs) Again, I'm not a professional, but that's most of the research that I found. So narcissist, what did you get? So I was reading and I, I found that they said that no one is actually born a narcissist. They are created when they don't have a healthy environment. And they don't have caretakers to actually take care of them and make sure that their, you know, their well-being is taken account, accounted. No, sorry. Blah. They are created when they don't have a healthy environment and no one else is taking <laughs> care of them. So the child ha- is then mm-hmm. forced to take care of themselves. And that's what they continue to do for the rest of their lives. It's just worry about themselves because no one else ta- was caring for them. Huh. But that's only in some exceptions. That's not all the time. Obviously, that's not all the time because not then that would make a lot. We would have a lot more narcissists probably, in the world. If but the thing the is, case. with narcissists, that they narcissists are better at hiding in plain sight than sociopaths and psychopaths are. They they know how to pretend to be, you know, to act as if they're normal when they really are just unbothered. There's a ton of people who are married, kids, everything else. 
you don't realize that they're mm-hmm. narcissists. Narcissists are able to fit in. We do have a lot of narcissists. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but it's also what I found is that it's a genetic inheritable condition, which I did not know. Like that is, that's really strange. Like that's for it to be in your body. Like that is something that literally your parent can pass down to you. That is weird. So it's like alcoholism. Mm. Yeah can actually get passed down to you. Like you being all about yourself can actually get passed down to you. That's interesting. I did not know that before this, but I love it. Um, So next, what's the next part? Conscience. Conscience, I like it. So do you think that psychopaths have a conscience? Um, I don't. Think, I think they're the ones that don't have a con from what I understand they don't have a conscience um like they just don't have the ability to 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 feel anything like they they may pretend to um and they may like I think they're the ones that like study people um and they're the ones that like pretend like they'll pick up cues and they'll like learn from other people how they're supposed to act in situations but they themselves like really don't they just don't have the ability to feel any feel okay. anything. So sociopaths what do, it? but it's uh-huh. like teeny tiny. <laughs> like their Jiminy Cricket is like really tiny. It's just like and they can squish it whenever it's convenient for them. Basically, they they feel such such a, a minute amount of it that it's there, but they can easily ignore it. And it doesn't really, and it also doesn't stop them from doing that behavior. That's what your, your, um, your notes say. I didn't know that. <laughs> so their Jiminy Cricket is literally just like, I mean, like, listen, it's not a good idea, but you could still do, yeah, it. do it. Who cares Why not? about the consequences? Who's going to stop you? Are there any cops around? Who's going to stop you? Like one cop? Okay, please. You could take him fine that's totally fine so um then you have the narcissist and they actually what I didn't know okay so the next thing that I found out about narcissists is there are different types of narcissists mm-hmm. um and their conscience and whether they have one or not actually depends on what type of narcissism that they are actually that person is diagnosed with so whether it's a lot of conscience or a little bit or whatever it all depends on on the diagnosis and that person in particular so I mean who's to say I don't know have you ever met a narcissist like a true narcissist yes I dated one a few I dated a few I actually attract narcissists they are they are drawn to me because I'm a very selfless person. And so oh. I love to cater to people and make sure that you're happy, make sure that your needs are met without necessarily asking for a lot in return. And so mm. they love it. They're just like, yes, me, 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 take care of me, love me. No, no, no. Don't worry about your family. Don't worry about anybody else. I just want all of that to myself. And then, so I actually dated one. I'm not going to name names, but um, I, I was telling the story the other day. Why not fuck them? <laughs> I was telling this story the other day of how I got a new car and it was like the second car I'd ever had in my life. I didn't know that much about like what the little symbols were. I was like, these are all new to me. And I was like, what's this symbol that just popped up on my dashboard? And he was like, 
oh, that's nothing. It just means that your car is in overdrive. I was like, really? It's a weird symbol for it. But like, okay, like, you know about cars. So like, I trust you. Like we've been together Mm -hmm. for a long time. Like, why would you lie to me? And maybe two years later, okay, I took it to get like an oil change. And someone was like, do you know that your tire light is on? It's saying that you have low air pressure in your tire. And I'm like, is that what that is? Or like, yeah. So I went back and I asked him and I was like, why did you tell me that's what that meant? He's like, I just didn't feel like going and putting air in your tire. I'm like, you know that I commute for three hours, like an hour and a half each way on a highway. And you let me drive with low air pressure for two years and never told wow. me that you just didn't want to, ha- you didn't even have to, you just didn't, it, it didn't even register to him to like, look out for my well being and be like, nope. that might be a little dangerous, you know? Nope. So that's yeah. okay. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Right. Who, who cares? Wow. <laughs> wow. Why not name them? Do it. No, do it. Do anyone who knows me probably knows exactly who I'm talking about. So yeah. Tell Jabby, tell Jabby, tell Jabby someone out there, call me, text me. So I dated a lot of narcissists. I have and from the time that I was like in college till now. Um, I, I do tend to attract a lot of them. So I am right now as an adult, I'm a lot more careful about it. Like I pay attention to like, you know, for some of those clues, like if you never ask me how I'm doing, but you always want me to ask how you're doing, if you never bothered to remember things about me, like I'm just mm. a way for you to get attention and not necessarily, you don't see me as a person that is deserving or needing of that same level of care, level of care and compassion. I have friends who are narcissists. I have exes that are narcissists. They're everywhere. You know what? Um, from being your friend for such a long time, I totally understand. And I know you do. Yeah. And it's interesting. And it's a little, I'm not going to say I'm going to say this on the real 100%. I tell you this a lot of times. It's really hard sometimes for me to see you go through that because I love you so much. And I don't want to see you go through that. But it's something that I know is innate in you is to take care of people and to care for people. Yeah. But I know in knowing my personality, like me, like I know, and I'll say it again, I will, if I see people that are toxic, I cut them off after a certain amount of time. I'm just like, all right, this is done. Like whether it's professional friends, you know, acquaintances or whatever, if you're toxic, I'm like, there's no need for you in my life. You have no need to be here. Whereas for you, you've told me, you're like, it's really hard for me to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's hard for me to set those boundaries. And those are, that's exactly what narcissists look for. Like, so another person I dated, um, I remember one time, like my whole family was in town, like all of my immediate family. And so it was like Mm -hmm. three kids, four, one, two, three, six adults in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we had people coming to visit and I was so tired. I was cooking breakfast serving the food and like by the time I was done cleaning up it was time to serve the next meal and start so I had been on my feet all day all night it was at this point it was like 11 30 I was so tired that my legs were swollen my feet were swollen I oh, could no. barely walk and I was just like and I, I was exhausted and um and so I remember he walked in and was like 
what are you doing? I was like, I'm just trying to clean up the kitchen. The kids are hungry. So I'm going to make them a quick like peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'm going to go lay down. He was like, Ooh, yeah, you look really tired. Like your feet are super swollen. I was like, yeah, I'm really exhausted. He was like, okay, um, can you go ahead and just make me a sandwich too? Thanks. And like, just went and sat down, like did not offer to help. Did not like, just, just, just like, okay, I don't really care about you as a person. You are here to make me happy. And so those are the things I was just like, I mean, he would get mad at me for going to sleep. Um, Mm like just I mean it was it was when I think back on it I was just like how did you put up with that for so long but nonetheless I saw the light one day and I was like hell no people like do you regret it no no boo I don't I'm I do not want to go back ever yeah yeah I mean it's just you have to learn but you know regrets are a little bit different but uh definitely uh you know people have to go through things and uh but you know I'm always here if we need to karate chop somebody out just send them my way I'll take it okay. I got you <laughs> so last things last um performance how do these people seem in the world how do they act in the world so let's see let's start again with psychopaths do you think you could spot, spot a psychopath yes you think you could spot a psychopath Okay, tell me. Um, because, okay, so I pay, the reason why I'm so good at taking care of others because I really pay attention to them. I pay mm-hmm. attention to their their moods, their facial expressions, what they eat when they're upset, what they eat when they're happy, how they move, what the colors that they wear. And when someone is mimicking another person's behavior, it is extremely obvious to me. Like I work with someone who I am 100% positive is a psychopath. Like I was literally like, do not tell this person where you live. Like she just she you could I could feel I could feel the negative energy coming from her there was like a a sense of like control and like she didn't have feelings she pretended to have feelings so that other people would feel sorry for her mm-hmm. but it wasn't real like you could see that her eyes were dead and then sometimes when you caught her ooh, when, ooh, no one was eyes, no. <laughs> when no one when she thought no one was watching she would literally just like power down and just stare into fucking nothing. It was the creepiest thing I have ever seen. And it still sticks with me. I'm like, you guys, look, this is what I'm talking about. And she doesn't think anyone's looking at her. She's just like dead, just staring into nothing. Like, and so yeah, so I think I can, I think I found one. It's the only one I've ever encountered in my life, but like, I think I found one and I'm so glad that she is no longer my presence. But like legit, if I go like missing one day or if someone murders me y'all, she did it okay I want to be clear it was her but we don't know who it is because you won't give us a name why don't you just text it to me later okay okay just text me later text me later okay <laughs> so what about you did you find one um maybe not even though I'm 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 um observant of people and um I do get those like that sixth sense of things um, I think depending on their skill level of hiding and of mimicking people, I either will innately avoid that person, whether I believe that they're a psychopath or not, like there will be something about them that will make me like say no, and I will avoid that person anyways. Um, or they're just going to be that good at hiding themselves. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's either one of those things. It's like, they're either that good or my, my senses will already tell me to stay away from that person. So, 
that's that's the only two things that will happen. But um, yeah, but for, but but um, initially, um, it's not easy to spot a psychopath. Most people think that they would be able to see one. Um, most people are under the guise that a psychopath is like just some weirdo disheveled walking through the street that's like, you know, limping and has like blood all over them or something. That's not what they look like. They look, just look like the average Joe. Um, they, again, they may pretend to be interested in you, but in reality, they probably just do not care. Um, they're really skilled actors, uh, but they're, they just want to manipulate people for personal gain. Um, so, and I'm going to give you guys some examples of this a little, in a little bit later. So, um, sociopath story. Sociopath. Sociopath. Okay. I went to speech therapy for years as a child for talking like that. Um, really? But yeah, every now and then it does come out. It's it was really You're talking like what? I would talk on my tongue like this, and oh. so that's 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 what I had. Yeah, it was more than a lisp. It was like it was um. What are they called? It was it was something I had to go to like speech therapy. It was like there was a condition behind it, but I can't remember what it was. But it was really? more than a lisp. It's like when when kids do it, and usually they outgrow it. But I never did. I was like in third or fourth grade, and I still talk like this all the time. And so they were just mm. like, yeah, "Girl, you have to skip some classes. Come over here." But it was great. <laughs> I loved it. That's um, awesome. Good for you. So, sociopaths are less able to play along they make it very clear that they are not interested in anyone except for themselves. And they often blame others and have excuses for their behavior. So some mm -hmm. people will be like, oh, they're hotheads or they act without thinking and how it affects others. I'm sure we have all met a sociopath in, oh our, my our, in our lives or yeah, a time or two. Yes, 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 yes. Or people with this, but then there's just, a, what's, I mean, but, okay. so. But while there's some people that may say, yes, oh my God, there's people I know that are just like that. You know, they're always blaming someone else for their actions and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes those people could just be straight up just assholes. Like those are just naturally assholes and not necessarily sociopaths. Like you you also have to remember, you have to check off a certain amount of other boxes to be diagnosed with certain things. Um, so just because someone checks off one little box here and there doesn't mean that they're a psychopath or sociopath or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I just want to make that clear. I always think about the movie American Psycho when I think about psychopaths because I just watched it last night for the first time. No, oh, okay. for like the billionth okay. time. I love it. Yeah, I was like, oh, he is legit crazy. Like that business card scene. I was like, mm -hmm. bro, are you okay? I don't think you're okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, it, yeah, he was. If you want to see what that looks like? Go watch that movie. He did a really great job in that one. That part where he's about to kill Jared Leto's character. Oh my God. It's so good. And he's just like smiling. He, I don't know if you, okay, you know what? Scratch that. I got you. I got you later. During this time of social isolation and self-quarantine, you may not feel safe going to the bookstore or you don't want to wait for your books to arrive in the mail. Audible lets you take your books anywhere with you. No contact required. The best part of Audible is that you can listen to a new book while you're on the go or even at home, chilling, cooking, cleaning. 
Don't forget, you can also ask Alexa to play a book or podcast for you, Ebenistas, duh. Who else is trying to learn something new? For me, it was Italian. So I used Audible to help me practice my skills. Give Audible a chance to help you learn something new by starting a free 30-day trial. That's audible.com backslash Ebenistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. Audible has thousands of books that you can listen to. There's literally something for everyone, no matter what you're into. Okay, so really quick, narcissist. <laughs> How do they act? Um, so I couldn't really find like kind of like how the other two are just a little more detailed about how they act as people. But for narcissists, they're a little more, their behavior is a little more based on the pursuit of gratification, of vanity or egotism. Um, and, and an admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. So basically their behavior is just all about me, 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 me. Um, when, they, when they talk about things, the conversations, everything is me, 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 me. Um, hi, you know, how was your weekend? Blah, 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 me, 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 me. Like the conversation just always goes back to them and any way that they can split it, they, it's just them. So that is your narcissist. <laughs> so me. I'm being quiet because I'm like I have way too many stories about this again my personality attracts these types of personality types um but that reminds me I remember I had a friend that I would talk to on the phone and I could literally say hey what's going on and then I could hit mute for 30 minutes to an hour oh. and take a shower and like do my hair and like go do things and they would talk and have no clue that I wasn't there like and I did this multiple times because that's just how in depth of like, they were like, oh, here's all this stuff. And everything that they did was like super important. Um, and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. I just, I was just like, I can't, like I, I felt invisible after a while. And sometimes I would, and then they would blame me. Like, why didn't you just speak up? Why didn't you say this was going on? Why didn't you tell me this? I'm like, because you never gave me one, an opportunity to speak Two, you never asked me how I was. Um, so I've, I've I'm going to guess I've actually had a couple friends, um, that did this in the times that we were friends. And I think most of us, and most of them, I don't talk to anymore. So they're not a problem now, but it took me a while to realize that like, why do I feel so empty when I'm done talking to them? Why do I feel like so drained? So tired? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, cause and they took everything from you. Basically. It's interesting. Like you got nothing off of your chest. Like you, it's interesting how a conversation can go, right? Like you didn't say anything at all, right? You would think that if you said a lot and that you, if you talked that you would feel empty maybe and that, but really is the, the fact is, is that when you're able to share your life and when you're able to talk about your stressors sometimes, and even the good things that happen, you feel full you feel like, oh my God, like I had a chance to share myself with someone and like, you know, like just really take the time and have someone listen to me. Like, I think, was it, um, was it last week that you and I, we just sat and we had like a conversation. I think we were on the phone for like two hours and we still do this. Yeah. Like I tell people this all the time. I'm like, we, we do the show together and, but we'll still have like at least once a week, a conversation, at least for an hour. And we're not even talking about podcast stuff. Sometimes podcast stuff creeps in there, but at least an hour where we're just talking about personal stuff. Yeah. And it's not this, like you said, like you feel, you felt drained 
because it, it was like she took something out of you because she just you got nothing out of it but the fulfill but the fulfillment that I that I know that I get when I talk to you and at least the fulfill, the fulfillment I hope that you get from when we talk to each other about you know just life and making sure that we are balanced and that we are happy together that feels full and that feels good you know yeah, what I, mean? I had a guy that I was really good friends with in college and I've talked about him before on the podcast and I remember like when I when I took a step back and we've been friends for years I mean I would let him use my car I would drive him to work and even when we were when I would drive him like the almost an hour from where I lived on campus to where he worked I wasn't allowed to pick a radio station or what we were listening to like you know I was driving and <laughs> it was my car like he would literally like slap my hand and be like no like we don't get to listen to what you want to listen to like I'm in the car you do what I want like and I was just like and when I moved on campus, he started staying in my room, even though it was like, you know, like he was clearly didn't live there and would like get, take groceries, um, you know, which is, I mean, the, the level of like the lack of boundaries that was there. I was just like, I realized that the friendship did not benefit me in any way, shape or form. Like mm-hmm. I was just being used and stuff dry. Like then he started bringing his friends around Then his friends started doing the same things. And then oh. it, was just, it was just nonstop. And like, I think maybe at one point in time I thought maybe I had like feelings for him and I was like it may have been a crush he must have picked up on that and was like I can use this girl for what I need you know and mm. I'm not saying he didn't care in some sense but everything was about him it was about making sure that he was okay making sure that he had what he needed and and whoever needed to provide that like he saw people as like stepping stones you know, a way to get to an end that he needed as opposed to seeing them as people who cared about him and he should also care about. Um, And so in his head, I'm sure he's probably like, oh my God, I can't believe she even said that. But like, that's what it was. And like, he would call me even years later, like, oh, I need to go bail my brother out of jail. He beat up his girlfriend. I'm like, I need you to bail out my brother. I one, I don't know that man too. If he beat her up, then like, I'm super straight. Three, what? You didn't even ask me a question. You said, this is what you need me to do for you as if, if I call you, you better do it. Like there's not a yeah. question. So there was a couple of friends that I've had like that. Like there was one that moved up here when mm-hmm. I moved to Atlanta and she came to my house one day. We hung out. It was cool. I hadn't seen her in years at that point. And she came to my house with her boyfriend and like spent the whole time like caking with him. Do you use the word caking? Do you know what that means? Like Caking is when you're like you're so sweet, it's sticking, like stick, it's sickening, and so like you're you're using so much sugar, it's like you're baking a cake. Like they were oh, just like that makes sense. Out. They were like Ew. looking into each other's eyes, and then when I would walk into the room, they'd be like, "Can we help you? You're in my house." Like, Ew, no, I was just like, "Why are you using my house and my couch as your makeout spot? Like, go home." First time I've seen them in years, and so I was like, "Okay, this is kind of weird," and then she told me that she was staying with like her family. And so that's why, like, they literally just wanted like a quiet place to be together and go get a hotel. Maybe like a few weeks later, she was like, Hey, it was like 2am. Hey, I need you to come pick me up because I'm going to come stay with you for a couple weeks. Me, my boyfriend and my baby are going to come stay with you for a few weeks so that we can get on our feet because I just can't live here. I was like, so you came to scout out my home to see if there was one room for you. You don't have a job. He doesn't have a job. There's three of you. And you, and I mean, we did that in college. Like we we're all like, oh, come, come, come. I'm a grown adult now where I don't do that. Like I'll just take care of everybody. Like I, I can't, I, I, I no. can't do that. So I haven't spoken to her since then. Like that was like five, six years ago. 
people are wild yeah people are wild listen Mm. it's just way too much so here's my question for you yes does social media create narcissists I think it can Mm -hmm. I think it can of course because if you you know even if you're someone who doesn't have any narcissistic tendencies right but you start to get into social media you start to get pulled in by you know the instant gratification of you know people are liking my pictures people are looking at me you know I like this I like that and all that stuff I mean you it starts to become about you right my pictures my likes my this my that and me 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 and creating this persona you know they there's plenty of stories that we we hear now about people that just create this image of themselves um, so that they can, you know, keep up with this image that people love. So it's, it's all about me. It's me, me, me. So I think social media um, definitely can have an impact. Um, is it this true for everyone? No, but I think it can. So in my research, I found it interesting um, because I, I had always believed without any research done at the time, that social media created these narcissists, these attention-seeking behaviors. As if I post, I have to check back frequently to see how many likes I get, see how many things I can do, how many pictures I can post, go on these trips to take pictures. I felt like they were creating narcissists. And that actually can be true, but depending on the platform, it actually can cause different things. So they said Ooh. that people who are narcissists tend to lean more towards Twitter because they have a feeling of superiority. And so they like textual-based social media platforms where they can show how much better they are than other people who does that sound like who used to love using twitter oh ass face yeah love using twitter that that feeling i i know everything i'm better than you so i'm going to type and text everything that i want and then they said that people who use visually based platforms like facebook and instagram do tend to become more narcissistic over time the longer they use those platforms the more narcissistic they become so social media does help to create narcissists and Twitter helps to keep them that way. Ooh. Oh, like, cause Twitter is more like, you like what I like visuals, like, okay, you like my visuals. You like what I, what I put out there, whatever. But Twitter is really like, no matter what I say, you're leaning on my every word. It doesn't matter what I say, you're going to like it. I could say hi or I could say bye and thousands of people are going to like it and they're going to respond to me and they're going to say, hi, 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 hi. Yeah, of course. Of course. That makes a lot of sense. That okay. makes a lot of sense. I no doubt about it. Yeah. So yeah. scary. Hey, remember, I mean, it's Andy Warhol in the future. Everybody will have 15 minutes of fame, right? What was your 15 minutes? Did I have 15 minutes? Have you had 15 minutes of fame? I, I don't think so. What about that? I what mean, about the podcast? I mean, I guess the podcast is just about it. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to make it my 15 minute. I'm trying, I'm trying to stretch it, right? We're trying to get there. So <laughs> really quick. Um, some a couple some 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 statistics. There you go. You got there. <laughs> just a couple. Um, so I guess one for me is that mental illness is extremely common. Um, it, nearly one in five adults in the U.S. is living with some form of mental illness. So just so you can get an idea of how many people that is, 
that's 51.5% based off the population in 2019. No, wait. Wait, what did I say? 51%. Try that again. 51.5 million people based off the population in 2019. Why have billions when you can have millions? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then for psychopaths and narcissists respectively they only make up one percent of the population and when you say one percent again you have to think about that um that still means that's in the millions yes considering the population of people so walking down the street (laughs) you're passing by all of these people so um speaking of which doreen this kind of relates back to uh yeah (laughs) you you the psychopath slash sociopath um (laughs) I've always wanted to um I don't know I thought it would be interesting I was wondering if I would get diagnosed as anything like that but apparently not so so my face brightened up because I opened up my other computer I have a quick game that I wanted to play with you Ooh, let's go another one right um this is like part of my true crime thing too all mixed up in here. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I wish I had a song for this. Like Jabby's True Crime Hour. It's Jabby's True Crime Hour. Jabby's True Crime. Well, it's not a whole hour, but yeah. Um, time? Jabby's True Crime Corner. Corner. Yeah. I want it to be very 70s though (laughs) you know what I mean I like the vibe that you're going with and I want it to be 70s but anyways so tell me that we're going to go through a couple names of famous psychopaths narcissists and sociopaths okay and what do I do I want want you to I'm going to give you some names and I want you to tell me what they were what they were decided on right Okay. But, or at least what most people think they were. Um, you've heard about some of these, a lot of, most of these you should have heard about these people, right? So very first one, super obvious, super famous, Charles Manson. Psychopath. Yes. Yes. He's, we all know who he is. And if I have to give you a background on that, I don't. Go find out. Um, <laughs> and so the next one we have is Ted Bundy. I knew this was coming up. Um, I'm going to also go with psychopath because they said how charming he was, how intelligent he was, and he, while he was doing all these crazy things. Um, I, but I'm, I'm, I want to say sociopath a little bit too, but overall I'm going to stick with psychopath. So actually what I found um, and what a lot of people landed on was sociopath with narcissism. Hmm. A so- Which- sociopathic narcissistic. Okay, yeah, all right. Which I thought was interesting too, because it said on here, I was like, you know, they lured, he lured people in with his charm and da da da. And I'm like, well, that's psychopathic behavior too, right? So I'm inclined to say that he has but, a little bit of everything. So the reason why I was like sociopath is because he was really focused on his looks. He loved the way that people responded to his like physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, he even during court, he prided himself on that. He was also able to maintain romantic relationships with women, even while mm. he, and while he was there. So I can definitely see that. That's why I was like, that's I'm true. Kind of on the fence. 
That is very true. So yeah, you know what? I take it back. Sociopath. All right. I'm going to throw you for a loop. Mahatma Gandhi. I'm going to say that he was a sociopath with narcissistic tendencies as well. But <laughs> if I had to pick one, I'm going to say a narcissist. Yep. Narcissist. Definitely. Just like most great leaders. So I, what's crazy that you say that as I, I say that, you know, I, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night and I will do random research on things. And someone was talking about Gandhi and Gandhi and I was looking him up and they were saying how he was probably a pedophile. He slept with a lot of like young women, including like some in his family. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, some of his views were very like, cr like really kind of outlandish. Overall, mm -hmm. he, he had this persona of like someone who was like peace loving and all this other stuff, but he did a lot of really problematic things. Like when some of the women in his entourage kept on being heckled by the men in the crowd, he cut off the women's hair so that they wouldn't, they wouldn't attract the male gaze because it was mm -hmm. still their responsibility, even not the men who were doing it. So that's, that's, that's just one of the things that stuck with me. We're going to have to do a show on him. Oh yeah, we should. Because I just researching that alone of like, when I saw that his name pop, popped up on the list, I was like in other great leaders and stuff like that. Um, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, what have you. But I also saw some other notes and I was like, you know what, as time is going, I'm hearing a lot more stuff about him that is like not so great. And I'm like, I want, just like any other religion, and I stand by this, most religions, I mean, they are, they're cults. They start off as cults and that's what they are. And so that, I wonder if like his whole movement was just that and like, what was his focus? Like that was form of manipulation, right? is I don't want you to be attractive to, I don't want you to be get heckled. And instead of, you know, condemning those men, he, it's like he punished those women for that. And that can really have a hurtful um, uh, result on those, on their self-confidence and who they believe they are. So I would love to do that, but next time. Not okay. Me. Okay. So next, um, this one is fun. Vlad the Impaler. I don't really know who that is. I'm guessing he's the he's basis huh? you don't know who he is, is okay it, is there a cartoon or something about him no he is very real he is the basis for the Dracula myth do you want me to use some background I did not know that yeah what? so he is um from the 15th century Transylvania um he's obviously not a real vampire but he was extremely bloody and gross and all that stuff. So um, he would often have people um, impaled and put them on display outside of his um, castle. And they, a lot of people suffered slow and painful deaths at his hand. Um, it is estimated that he impaled about 20,000 people and killed a total of 80,000 people. Yeah, he was crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you have him as? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call him a psychopath. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I've got two more for you. <laughs> um, Hitler. Hitler was a sociopath, narcissist, sociopath, narcissist, sociopath, narcissist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was close. Okay. Narcissist. At least that's what this list had him as. Mm -hmm. They had him as a narcissist. So yeah. Um, again, another thing, a great leader, right? Great, quote unquote. Um, and then same thing as similar to 45, right? 
did I didn't I didn't see it coming that was a fun one for me to do for you by the way I really enjoyed your faith <laughs> you're like no <laughs> all right last one Jeffrey Dahmer he was probably a psychopath <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did not feel bad about eating those people plot twist the jury is still out why is that even yeah. a question because they have him the like literally the jury still out if he was a psychopath a sociopath if he was necrophiliac like obviously he was had some necrophilia in there but like it was just like he was just so far gone and had so many different types of things going on that they're like there's just not one thing that he, they could really pin it on so he so, whatever's higher than a psychopath like he like, yeah he was just like he was just way a demon on earth that's that's really what that is okay. i would go with that mm-hmm. i would think a lot of those i mean charles manson all those guys I mean, and not to say that, I mean, going through that list, those are just some of like the famous names, but remember the everyday psychopath, sociopath, narcissist, you really don't know who they are. You're walking past them every day. So that was my game. Did you like it? I did. It was lots of fun. (laughs) I had fun with that just a little bit. So um, what do we have next, Miss Doreen? We'll talk about um, psychos, I guess, psychopaths being shown in like media tv film all that kind of stuff we're just going to name some of the ones that like we know and love and like that's why i stopped you earlier so the first one i have is of course what is his his name in the the movie is bateman right i don't know something bateman yeah i think whatever uh american psycho Christian Bale in American Psycho. It's so good. Yep. So anyway, let me go back. So that scene where he's about to kill Jared Leto's character, mm-hmm. he completely channeled Jim Carrey for that scene. Do you not remember that scene? Oh, yeah. Like he's listening to, um, I don't know what what band it was, but he like does like the whole walk and he's like, duh, duh, duh. and he's got like the accent. So like, hey. yeah. <laughs> like total Jim Carrey. So love it. Love it. Who do you have? Um, so mine is The Seven Psychopaths. I don't remember that movie. So it was one of those movies that I randomly came across on like one of these like streaming platforms like Prime or something. And I was just like, okay, why not? I saw that like Christopher Walken was in there and I was like, I like him. It was such a good movie. Like I... I was into it from the start to finish. I was like, this is, I, I don't know why I've never heard of it, but go watch it. They actually, it's about a guy trying to write a book. And so he starts huh. actually interviewing psychopaths. So he puts an ad out in a newspaper and is trying to like find psychopaths. He's like, well, can you guys come and like do an interview with me? So he starts interviewing all these different psychopaths and he ends up, he ends up writing about seven of them. And so it's, but it's a really, it's a really good movie. Check it out. I think I've seen it, but I don't think I remember it too well oh 2012 okay I'm gonna go back I'm gonna have to go ahead and find it I don't remember it too well um so definitely obviously a classic is Psycho (laughs) I mean Norman Bates is (laughs) never seen it yes you've never seen the original no oh my gosh come on not even the remake with Vince Vaughn nope oh my god okay what about Bates Motel nope Dory. <laughs> it's class at this point listen the old Bates 
Um, the, the old psycho is not scary at all. I mean, you literally, I mean, there's so much out there about how it's made and everything like that. Like, and it's totally, I mean, it's what the sixties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's not scary at all considered for the movies that come out now. So, I mean, it's literally chocolate running down the drain. So <laughs> like, you know, um, the one with Vince Vaughn, I love Vince Vaughn in it. I think Vince Vaughn is the perfect creepy person. Um, and then Bates Motel is really great. Um, and just FYI, it gives a preview. It's before um, the movies. Mm -hmm. So so before yeah. he like goes, well, yeah, goes crazy. Yeah. Or yeah. So it tells you the development. Okay. Yeah. The development of who he becomes. So um, definitely you need to get that, get on that girl. So classic. mine is Silence of the Lamb slash Hannibal. I'm going to say yeah. something. So I actually quote this movie way more than I quoted it today. My nephew was like, I don't know where the lotion is. And my sister was like, oh, it's all there. I was like, it puts the lotion on its skin. And my, my nieces were like, are you okay? I was like, you know what? This is inappropriate. I, you don't know. Never mind. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was like, nope. For someone that doesn't really like weird, like dark movies, that is this is a pretty dark movie it was before like, I became afraid like I think and so people say that people become scared of scary movies when something really awful happens in their life when they realize like that type of horror or that like level of something so horrific could actually happen to them that's when they actually uh -huh. start getting scared so like I went through something really really traumatizing and after that I was um, like nope no more scary movies for me nope okay um and then Hannibal so this is a really random weird fact about me I actually listened to this soundtrack Mm -hmm. at least once a year it is the the music in that movie from the classical it is classic and there's one that was actually anyway, I'm not going to go into it but I I know really, yeah I liked it I was good I'll have to check it out yeah it's good I'm gonna add it to my Spotify because I it has I literally one of my have favorite playlist yeah it has one of my favorite sonatas on there and it was written specifically for Hannibal so yeah Okay, I'm adding it right now. I literally have a playlist that's um, specific just for instrumentals. Mm -hmm. I love so, it. I love it. <laughs> I put in Hannibal and it's like Hannibal Burress. And I'm like, not right now. I mean, he's Hannibal. hilarious, but not the right Hannibal. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> um, so one of my favorites is Identity. Um, that it was the baby just having fun. Don't worry. Your face, I saw your face. You're like, what was that? Sound? It was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> what um, identity about? with John Cusack um, and it's all these strangers that end up at this motel and one by one they just start dying you've never seen it I feel like I have because I I love John Cusack like I will watch anything that he's in like ever ever oh every time then you you've had either you have seen this or you need to see it but it's really good psychological um murder mystery kind of thing okay. and I can't go into too much about it but once you see it you're gonna be like oh this is a really cool movie okay what else mm, have you seen Shutter Island of course yeah <laughs> yes okay. okay okay it was literally I watched a piece of it the other day because it, it's on Netflix I think and I was like Leo why are you guys acting crazy can I was it Shutter Island and what so ah! yes so one thing that i was surprised that you did not have on this list was dexter like yes we dexter love dexter bad. don't we Hello, he was <sighs> textbook. i mean yeah. except for the seasons that were really bad especially the last two three it 
Yeah, and when they killed off when his wife, when he started dating his sister, for some reason, yeah, like, that was gross, unnecessary. And the plant girlfriend, unnecessary. We yeah, didn't need any was. of that. Any of that. Um, let's see. Yeah, crazy ex girlfriend. So that is definitely a favorite. Like, that is my favorite in the last like two years, probably. Um. Definitely, I remember you, was it you that convinced me to watch that show? We've talked about, no? Oh, it probably was me that no, convinced no. me to watch it. it was that never show, me. No, I hate that show. You tried to convince me to watch it, and I was like, I've tried on so many occasions, and I'm just like, why is there so much bad singing? I, I cannot get past this. I don't like the main character. I don't like the storyline. I have so many problems with this show. It's so problematic for me. I just, it, it, something about it, like, just makes me want to, like, take out my eyeballs and, like, soak them in alcohol before putting them back in. That's how I feel about it. That's so true. It's like what you said about my movies. Which movie? Tell me how you feel about Lord of the Rings. It's so boring. And there you go. See, there you go. That's so boring. I know there's something there, but it's so boring. Okay, fair. Every fair. time you say it, it's like getting stabbed in the heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, but why? <laughs> For me, look, Lord of the Rings has everything, like all in one movie. It has action, it has a bromance, it has romance, it has, it has like a war, it has magic, it has everything, it has hobbits. It has everything else in the okay. Anyway, okay. I was seeing how many funny faces I could try to make. <laughs> this is my Megan the Stallion face. What's it? Why? What's a Megan Stallion face? Look up a picture of her smiling. <laughs> oh my god, no, she doesn't smile like that. <laughs> I'm gonna find it later. So, anyways, those are just a couple that we wanted to talk about. Um, really quick, Dorian, I really had to do this because I remember looking this up a few years ago, um, this, um, thing about Zodiacs and it was like, what are the Zodiacs that are most prone to being psychopaths and sociopaths or whatever? And at one point I found one and it was like, Tauruses are most known to being psychopaths. And I was like, ah, excuse you. Hey, psycho. <laughs> hey, baby, psycho. Hello. Excuse you. But, and I've always tried to see if that's just make sure it's the truth. And I can't find anything else that says that. And I've never been able to find anything that since that time. So anyways, I went ahead and I found like this fun one or whatever. So you ready for your horoscope? Yeah. All right. Wait, can I read yours? Do you read mine? Oh, of course. Of course. So go ahead. All right. So Jabby is a Taurus. And it says that I guess they're prone to borderline personality disorder, which I covered in great detail at the beginning of this. Wait, do I, do I hit any of those things? No. Are you sure? Nope. You don't hit any of them. Are you sure? No. Um, I'll Not to my there. knowledge unless you hide it well. You ready? Definitely fear of abandonment. But you cut people off with the quickness. That's That in itself is... It doesn't mean that's not a fear of abandonment. Okay. Uh, I would not say unclear or shifting self-image. I think I have a very clear self-image and it's usually... Which I don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. Um, impulsive? Uh, 
No. Ooh, shopping. Only when it comes to shopping. No, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. When am I impulsive? Sometimes. Very rarely, though. But you do have like a whole conversation with yourself about it. You're yeah. Like, oh, should I? Okay, so no. All right. I, I play the game. I play the target game. And I'm like, I don't think you have like the spontaneous anger. I don't really see that. No. No, not the extreme emotional swings. Nope. Chronic feelings of emptiness. Oh, I think that's kind of everybody right now, though. Like, yeah. let's be real. Feeling yeah. suspicious or out of touch of reality. I mean, like, that's just like no. COVID. <laughs> right. But not like before. <sighs> All right. I guess I'm not. No. Mm-mm. But prone to. Um, <laughs> so stress management. Yeah, I just want to. It says like what you're prone to kind of thing. Okay. So prone to taking mental health days. If you're feeling, ooh, did you hear how I said that? Ooh, I did what? not like that. Too. No. I was like prone to taking mental health days. Like it was real. It was it was real shady. I don't oh. know why. I, I apologize. Why are you that shading was, I, my mental health days? I legit don't know why I said it that way. Because oh. I love mental health days. I take them all the time. Okay, so <laughs> start over. Prone to taking mental health days. If you're feeling particularly overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you very much buy into the idea that after a good night's sleep, the whole world feels more manageable in the morning. It does. Not true, actually. Um, I Okay, like, I like the way it says that. You buy into the idea. Buying Not that into, it's actually real. Exactly. You buy into the idea because in the morning... I am still extremely tired, just saying. <laughs> so it says under times of particularly non-stress, you will look for distractions, but not in a social setting. Hmm. You're more likely to retreat to your pillow fort, either metaphorical or literal, and plunge yourself into binge-watching black hole than line up a bunch of parties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is yeah. exactly. I would much rather watch... A horror movie and play my sims than anything else so let's see miss doreen miss oh doreen gosh. is a sagittarius hello hey girl mm-hmm. hey <laughs> mm-hmm. so miss uh, sagittarius is prone to generalized anxiety disorder check i worry about worrying and then worry about other people worrying and yeah it's a whole thing yeah um, so stress management, you prefer to joke about serious or stressful situations since they typically Check. avoid emotional turmoil at all. Um, the tip, uh, I'm sorry, and typically avoid emotional turmoil at all costs. Yeah, that's hundred percent. Let me, me, let me just explain this to you. When I was looking this up and I read this, I was checking these marks off on you all the way down. And I was like, yeah. I love her so much. (laughs) This is me. So also known for overdoing themselves and will often charge forward without a plan. None whatsoever. I just hope for the best. You tend to seek comfort in the company of others and overcommit to social gatherings. Bro, that's so me. I'm like, wait, yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'll go. Wait, I have like six things this weekend. Fuck. Literally you. Multiple times a month, I hear, Jabby, but why? I'm so tired. Why didn't you just say no? 
It's the next part. You're about to read it. This is why. <laughs> yep. You want to maintain a cool or likable persona. You're unlikely to open up about stress in these circumstances unless you're a particularly effusive drunk. So wait, that is very true. Really? When you're drunk, do you start going like, I'm so tired and I'm stressed out and that I can't imagine you doing that. Um, Unless yes, you're per- with, it, with like one person. I, no, I do it to strangers oh. because they can't come back. So, <laughs> I am that girl that makes the best friend in the bathroom when she's drunk and I'll tell her my whole life story things I would never tell anybody else and I'll walk away and I'm like oh felt great to get off my chest and like hopefully that person never pops back up again um or there'll be problems but yeah my I like I like to be liked um but it's not like I'm pretending to be someone yeah. that I'm not it's just that like I just I avoid conflict at all costs because when I do go into that conflict, I can be a monster. I can be really mean and just really Nasty. brutal. And I don't know how to turn it off. And I'm just like, fuck you. I like literally fuck you, mm-hmm. fuck your face, fuck your mom, fuck your dad, and <laughs> fuck yourself while you're at it. Like, and I don't have an off switch. So I really avoid conflict at all costs because of how bad it gets. Yeah. But I will say, I warn every single person in my life about this. I warn them all. And they're all just like, I can't believe you're like this. Remember how I told you? Don't just do because it's seven years into it. I've warned you. You know this. I've told you. So yeah. yeah surprise fair. I'm good. Yeah, that's fair. I There is a warning label. And I do tend to joke about a lot of things. Um, I use a lot of movie references to explain my feelings or music instead of actually talking about my feelings. Like a lot of people don't know that I had surgery in December. Like some of my really good friends do not know that I had surgery. Like I just don't talk unless you ask me specific questions. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, but I'm probably not going to like overly share things. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah. Hmm. Well then, Miss Doreen, I love you. It seems like both too. of us are quite the quite the match it seems <laughs> that's why we have our personal days and we make sure that we take care of each other okay <laughs> yep and I think it's really important to understand that like if you or someone you know as I said before are suffering from this or you see it like don't just judge them and laugh at them and like poke fun about it like try to help them try to be supportive um, if they if they want to go to like a group session, offer to go with them. Oh, yeah. If you're not sure what to do, like say, hey, like, you know, I was reading about this. This kind of sounds a little bit like you. Like you want to you want me to do a little more research for you? Like, you know, how can I help? But like help these people get help because sometimes they're just not aware of the fact that they might be suffering. And we the one thing that, I, well, we, we didn't touch on a lot of mental illnesses, oh, yeah. but like depression, anxiety, those are real things. And don't think that like, what are you sad about? is not okay to say to someone who's going through depression because it's a chemical imbalance in their brain. It's not one particular reason. Everything just makes them upset. And they may, they may show that through anger, through crying, through isolation, through pushing people away. And I would just say, love them through it. You know, like that, that's, that's really what I try to do. And I feel like as long as you create an open, non-judgmental space for people to open up to you, they will eventually, Yeah. you know, given the right time and circumstance. So do you have anything else you want to add to this, Jabby? No, but I love this episode. Um, I'm glad that uh, we were able to do it. And yes, we are going to have another episode, of course. We've, we've done another, we've done a previous episode on mental health. 
Um, yeah. So we're going to just keep adding these in. And you know what I realized, actually, we've done now two back to back episodes about, um, I guess, kind of like mental health, because um, last time was like love and sex addiction. Yeah. So I don't know. I was like, wow, look at us hitting all the, <laughs> in all the mental Checking health. These boxes. Hey, hey, hey. So again, oh yeah, really quick. I do want to add again, just for clarity, again, we are not um, medical professionals. We are not psychiatrists. Um, so please, um, everything that we've researched, please make sure that um, you research it yourself or you know, go speak to a professional if you or someone else may be experiencing um, symptoms or believe, or if you believe that you are in the presence of someone who may be experiencing these issues, please contact the appropriate um, you know, people to get some help. But Ms. Doreen, take it away. So of course, thank you guys for joining us for another amazing episode. And I mean, you know, who am I to say that, right? Um, but <laughs> it was us. amazing to me. Um, yeah, uh, exhibiting some narcissistic tendencies were amazing. So keep tuning in. If you have any, um, if you have any episodes that you want us to do or talk about, like, please, yeah, let us know. We want to make you guys happy, but make us happy too. like subscribe, comment, let us know what you like. Let us know what you enjoy. Follow us on social medias. We're Ebenistas, Ebenistas podcast, and check out our website, Ebenistas.com for, you know, all this the commercials that we talked about, sponsors, mental health help, yes. and just get to know us a little bit more. Um, if you aren't sure where to go to get help for mental health issues, you can also check out mentalhealth.gov. And that also offers a lot of resources that can be really helpful if you or someone you know is suffering from something. Um, but yeah, that's all we have. So thank you guys. Thank we love you. you. Kisses, hugs. But bye. Bye, bitches. Bye. If it's up and it's up and it's up, bye, 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 bye. Dumbass song. Oh, the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. 